Good evening. My name's Liz Gray, and I'm the rector at Incarnation. I'm so glad that you're here worshipping with us this evening. I wonder how many of you like small things. Sometimes you hear the, the saying, the best things come in small packages. Well, I love small packages. Uh, they can be kind of fun. And kids, I wonder if there are little things that you really, really like. So maybe while I'm talking, you might want to draw your favorite small things or make a small thing or gather up your favorite small things from around the house and you can show us those things later. To be honest, I like small things, but a lot of small things are often a little bit fragile and I'm kind of clumsy. So uh, small things also have that downside in that they can be easy to break. With gardening, I really like cutting things down. So if I can cut down a tree, that makes me kind of happy. But that small, delicate kind of pruning kind of gardening, I'm not really that good at that. It just takes too much patience and delicate detail. So some small things can be delightful and some other small things can be a little harder. For example, I had a tick bite recently and it was an annoying small thing. I eventually had to go to the doctor to ask him to have a look at it because it was kind of um, misbehaving. But eventually the doctor said, no, you're fine. You haven't got Lyme's disease. You've just got some other little tick bite reaction going on. Just relax, you'll get over it. And so uh, I have and things have got much better. But all of us are being very, very affected at the moment by other small things, these little COVID-19 coronavirus particles. Don't you wish they weren't quite so small? Don't you wish they were like the size of a sparrow so you could kind of avoid them and just bypass them, make sure you, you don't come into contact with them? This idea of tiny, tiny particles that we can't quite see that can get into us and cause such devastation to our physical bodies. Little tiny particles. I wonder how many of you have um, been for a test or an antibody test. I did and I came back negative and I was so disappointed. I kind of wished, like I suspect we all wish, that we could just um, be asymptomatic and that it could just go away and we could be done with the whole thing. But it's not quite like that. And the other small things I want to talk to you about this evening are not quite like that either. There are many, many small things. Paul said in our reading that we heard from 2 Corinthians earlier, examine yourself and test yourselves. And just like we'd be able to love to be able to examine and test ourselves for coronavirus, there are other things that we need to test ourselves for. And the examining that Paul was suggesting was more to do with our attitude and behaviors. And to be honest, when we're looking for sin in our lives, rarely do things start out as big things. We don't start out by hating people or by burning down buildings or by doing big things. We start out by making small, small choices, small attitudes, small decisions about the things that we're going to say and do. We make small steps towards things which become much bigger. Sometimes these are called microaggressions. And this is a phrase which has become very popular as we have looked collectively at the way that our behavior as people is towards each other. A definition of microaggression goes like this. This is one I found. 
everyday verbal, nonverbal, or environmental slights, snubs, or insults, whether intentional or unintentional, which communicate hostile, derogatory, or negative messages to target persons based solely upon their marginalized group membership. Everyday, verbal, nonverbal, and environmental slights, snubs, or insults, whether intentional or unintentional, how many of those do we have in our day-to-day -day life? These things which we call sins are ways that we respond to the world around us, and they start always as small decisions. Small decisions about our relative worth, as if we measure someone else against the measurement scale in our hearts and heads. Small decisions to slip in an extra word or two in a sentence. Words which subtly increase our value while diminishing that of another. A small decision to clutch your purse or wallet more tightly in a particular situation. A small decision to stand somewhere different, to move away from someone who you fear or dislike. A small decision to behave in a subtly different way. Sometimes these decisions might be ways to draw more attention to ourselves, like a small decision to raise our voice slightly so that people look at us instead of at somebody else. A small decision to delay answering an email, even though somebody's asked for a quick response, because somehow that increases my sense of worth or importance. Small decisions to not speak up when we see someone else being affected by the small decision of a third party. Paul says we need to watch ourselves, to examine ourselves, to look deeply into our hearts, and to ask the Holy Spirit to help us to be very aware of the small decisions that we are making moment by moment. And thankfully, God both helps us to spot those small decisions and then he offers to forgive us and to teach us in ways to improve the decisions that we make. And then the gospel passage which we read today, which says, go and make disciples of all nations. We're called to the whole world. We're not called to live in little social bubbles or little uh, limitations of people who we like or who are like us. We're called to go to all people. So what else does Paul have to say about that? Well, Paul says that once you've examined yourself, once you've had your accounts cleared with God, then he emphasizes that as we go, we do so with authority. He says we have the authority to build up, the authority to restore, to comfort one another, to agree with one another, and to live in peace. And so how do we do these things that Paul suggests? How do we comfort, restore, agree, and live in peace? Well, the responses that we have at Incarnation to the two major crises going on around us at the moment are, have similarities and differences. First of all, in regard to the pandemic, how do we respond? Well, first of all, we respond by listening to the authorities around us and paying attention to them, making sure that we adhere to safe guidelines and to the ways that will keep the most vulnerable safe. 
We pay attention to the people around us, looking for ways to serve, looking for ways to be kind, looking for ways to go beyond ourselves to meet the needs of others. And yet we also want to go beyond that. We don't just want to look for the minimum. We want to look for how far God can take us. And so we also look at science. We pay attention, we read, we listen, we learn. We make sure that any decisions we make go beyond the minimum that are required of us. We don't exercise just our legal rights, but our God-given rights. And again, our God-given rights are to restore, to comfort, to agree, to live in peace. What about regarding the racism we see around us? Well, as I've already suggested, we begin by examining our hearts. We examine the ways that our small decisions are affecting those around us. We ask the Holy Spirit to rip off the bandages that we have carefully placed, hiding our sin even from ourselves. And as we acknowledge and see that sin, we ask God to forgive us, but also we lament, we grieve. We take time to stop, to weep. Maybe you need to journal and write down some of the things that you see in yourself or the ways that you have behaved. Take a moment to jot down some of those things that you are aware of within yourself. Take a moment to lament. And then as we ask God to guide and lead us, we move forward. We look at our expectations. We look at the thing, ways we've reacted, either out loud or inside over the last weeks. Perhaps you've already joined a march or a protest. Perhaps you've joined in discussion on social media. Can I urge you to first of all to listen, to take time to listen to all those voices around us. And before we speak to learn, and so perhaps there are more books that you need to read, more podcasts you need to listen to, more movies you need to watch. Don't be too quick to offer an opinion until you've had time to soak in the nuance of the discussion, to look at the systemic nature of the racism around us, to identify more clearly the nuance of the argument. Sure, ask your friends to help you to understand, but be slow to put more burden on them to have to be the ones to work with you. Work hard yourself at learning to understand. So listen, learn, pray, mourn, grieve, and then look carefully for opportunities to speak out. To speak out for a change to the systems that we see around us that discriminate. To speak out against things which cause our brothers and sisters of color to be minimized. Speak out when you see injustice. Speak out in ways to promote equality and access. Don't stay silent when you see microaggressions. Work out your own life first. 
then take courage because we are called to aim for restoration. We are called to comfort each other. We are called to agree with other. We are called to live in peace. And we are told that we have this wonderful Trinitarian God who will guide and lead us and teach us day by day. I love the fact that our two Corinthians reading this evening finished with that phrase which we use so often, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Grace, love and fellowship is what we are looking for. So pay attention. Pay attention to your own heart, your own behavior, your own attitudes, and turn with gratitude to our Trinitarian God. N.T. Wright wrote this on the Trinity. He said, so you see, the doctrine of the Trinity, properly understood, is as much a way of saying we don't know as of saying we do know. The doctrine of the Trinity is, if you like, a signpost pointing ahead into the dark, saying, trust me, follow me. My love will keep you safe. Or perhaps better, the doctrine of the Trinity is a signpost pointing into a light which gets brighter and brighter until we are dazzled and blinded, but which says, come and I will make you children of light. So this week, be vigilant. Watch your small decisions. Be slow to speak, quick to repent, to give, to lament, to grieve, to listen. And look for the small ways, the small ways you can bless and encourage and comfort. Let's take a moment of silence now. I'm going to pray for us. And I ask you to ask the Lord to reveal where you have acted incorrectly, where you have sinned, to ask for his blessing and forgiveness, and to ask him to teach you to move forward under his tutelage, looking for good. Heavenly Father, we bring to you ourselves in all our brokenness, all our poor choices, all our behaviors which bring you grief, you bring them to light, Lord. And we thank you that racism is a man-made construct which was made and therefore can be unmade. Will you teach us how to unmake things? Will you teach us how to make new things? Will you teach us how to look for your kingdom to come in this world right now, today, right here? Give us soft hearts, we pray, good Father. Amen. Take a moment now to be silent and to reflect.